Good it is afternoon. Good afternoon. We are here at Base 3 on a Wednesday afternoon. This is the Base 3 podcast. I am your host, Craig Harriman. And unfortunately, Simon couldn't be here today. He's busy. Um, so I've filled his place with someone much Drag better looking. In. I've forced the first lady, my better half, not, <laughs> not Ivana Trump, <laughs> Emily, who you all may know as Coach M or First Lady or provider of Blackboard Wisdom, newsletter deliverer. What else does Em do? She's my wife. Tilly's mum. Yeah. Whatever you whatever. I go for it to Tilly. <laughs> Mother of that's Tilly. Weird. Yeah, that's weird. Imagine that. Um, so yeah, managed to drag Em to into an episode. I've Hi, always, I'm nervous. I've suggested that she do this for ages, but she's don't like my voice. Doesn't like her own voice. I love your voice. I think you've got a great voice. I think you should sing. Um, managed to convince Em to jump on the podcast with me and Em had a really cool idea of uh, telling you guys, our loyal listeners, the story of Base 3, kind of take you through the, the timeline of how it all came together, what it means to us, how we came up with the name and just kind of go through our trials and tribulations of being business owners. I was and kind of thinking, oh, I interrupted, sorry. No, it's fine. We should have a talking stick. A we talking pass stick. it back and forth. You know how people tell you um, before you get married? On your wedding day, make sure that you go off into a corner and sit down and look out at the crowd and appreciate what you have brought together. That's kind of what I felt like we could do today. It's a very good idea. Before we do that, we just have to talk about what we're drinking today. I've almost finished mine now. I've finished mine already. We are drinking Magic Unicorns, which is a roastery over in Marina. There's some El Salvador beans that we French pressed. I was going to go grab the bag and show you because the logo is really cool and then I realized it's not a video. Audio podcast. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a unicorn. A fat unicorn. A fat with man. A with a, a fat dad bod with a unicorn hat on. Um, maybe I'll post the picture or put in the script, the show notes. That could be the yes, show notes. Totally. Um, Anyways. But yeah, my one coffee rule I broke today because I had my morning coffee and then me and Em had a brainstorming session so we had to have a coffee for that as our second coffee of the day and you have to have a coffee when you're recording the podcast so now I'm three coffees deep and it's starting to kick in and I'm talking very fast so I'm just gonna okay let's start with the story of base three base three from the start so from the very start uh what year was it 2016 I don't remember these things so we were like early 2016 Em and I decided that we'd had enough of Dubai we were gonna it had given us everything it could give. We also we thought. Well, so we thought, yes. And we were going to move to New Zealand. Yeah. We'd looked at opening a gym. We'd packed up our entire house and had it in storage, ready to be shipped back. We'd relocated to Abu Dhabi to live with Mother Mary and Jeff. Mm-hmm. And we were commuting back to Dubai. And this was supposed to be for three months until we actually got out of here. Ended up being a year <laughs> that we resided in. Thanks, Mr. Jeff. Thanks, Mr. Jeff. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. So in that time, Craig had been getting ready to go. And then some little birdies had approached him. So obviously, he's a very talented coach. And they saw potential in him and had said, are you really going? No one um, believed us at first. Why don't we do this thing? Would you be interested in starting this gym here? And Craig had brought the idea back to me and I'd said no. Straight away, no, because normally that's just what I say to him. <laughs> Um, and, and and I think you were the same. You were pretty resigned. We were pretty ready to go, mentally it's, ready to go. I thought I was so ready to go that I didn't even tell you at first. It was for like a week later. I was like, I was oh, probably but, too scared to bring it up. I was like, oh, by the way, this was brought up. Yeah. And 
and just dismissed it. Yeah, so then we, I think you said no. I don't know what the timeline was, but they approached you again and brought it up again. Yeah. And Craig had brought the idea back to me, and I'm a person that needs to have seeds planted, so you plant the seed and then I think about it for a while and then I usually come around to the idea. Um, and then I'd said, okay, well, why don't you ask for the particulars so that we have all the information before we make a decision? Um, I think you just saw a weak point there, and then you went for it. <laughs> we decided to stay. And then when we first explored the option, it was supposed to be quite a small project, like a very short timeline, a small facility, something that we could kind of set up, have a run at, and then duck out of. And then as it went through this kind of brainstorming phase that we'll get to, it escalated and turned into quite a big project, which we were committed to and mm -hmm. ended up with quite a large facility and a big member base and it ended up quite being quite a, a much bigger project than I thought it was going to be anyway. Yeah, so Dubai was, I mean, we were happy to stay because this was our new project and our new lease on Dubai life. Yeah, that, that, so then that was probably around July, where are we at? Maybe August that decision was made. Um, we were scoped to be open by the end of the year. So then that put us into like a really exciting time of planning and and trying to sell the business, obviously going through things like trade licenses and all the Dubai red tape and whatnot, but then an opportunity for us to put everything that we wanted this to be onto paper and, and kind of brainstorm all the ideas, come with the name. I mean, I guess we'd already been thinking about opening the gym in New Zealand anyway. And so on our commutes back and forth to Dubai, um, we would podcast and read books to each other and take in all this information. And so when we decided to stay. Remember that one time we got stuck in the rain? Remember yes, how could I forget? I probably went mental. The one time we got, we, it rained really badly. So we said we'd leave early and go back to uh, Abu Dhabi early. And everyone had the same idea, so we got stuck in traffic. And M was really, we, one it of took us, us would, six hours. one of us, to get out of Jebel Ali. Oh, God. One of us would drive and the other would read. And we had this book called Penguin Lessons. And that just means Craig would drive and I would read because. M doesn't like the way I read. So Penguin Lessons, it's the saddest book ever. It's based on a true story. It's a true story. And you it's can watch the guy who has a pet penguin. And you can watch the video on YouTube. Anyway. Um, and basically, I, I we're stuck in the we're stuck in traffic, and we're like three hours into traffic now, and everyone's super frustrated. And Emma's finishing this book off, and basically, the end of the book. Oh, I'm not allowed to ruin it for you, but it was devastating. Yeah, I couldn't read through the tears. Yeah, and I, actually, and Craig I was crying. I well. cried, and it wasn't even because of the traffic; it was because of the book. The traffic <laughs> probably contributed, but anyway. So, anyways, um, so it was community. a continuation of learning. We were learning for our gym in New Zealand, and then we just flipped it and kept learning for our gym in Dubai. And if any of you don't listen to podcasts and drive, my gosh, please start listening to podcasts and driving. It is like the biggest life changer. Such a pleasure driving now because you're not dealing with dickheads on the road. You're learning something or enjoying a book. What's it called? It's like passive learning when you're actually doing something you have to go and do that you have to drive to work so you listen to something and make yeah. two birds one stone oh man it is the best thing ever um anyways yeah so we, we spent actually that was the most enjoyable year of my life going back and forth ever. okay i wouldn't say like i I, <laughs> I i didn't mean life most enjoyable a very enjoyable time Sad okay, thing I'm not stories compare and to floods areas. aside that was the best year yeah. of em's life yeah um so brainstorming a lot we 
made plans for base three. Didn't know it was base three at the time. Um, I think it set us up well. We got lots of things from the podcast yeah. that have helped us. But it also, you know, when you hear somebody say a story of their experience and it's just this tiny little sound bite, it always seems so much easier than when you actually get into it. So although it did set us up for what we're dealing with now, um, it has been difficult to deal with that, even though we knew that it was going to come. It was like a little bit more difficult than they made it sound. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, when you're planning it and we had all these ideas, oh, we'll do this and we can do this and this would be so awesome and, oh, it would be amazing we can do this. We had so many ideas. So many ideas and hopefully eventually we'll get them all out to you. But then those things are super time-consuming and not vital for the the organism that is your business to survive, but it's just like a kind of nice to have. So then things get put to the side and your time gets filled with the necessary stuff, the the trade licenses, visas, and all the financials that go running a business. And it doesn't allow you all the time you think you're going to have to come up with this new program or offer this uh, handout and all these things. I've had these amazing ideas that we will hopefully, like I said, one day get to. But yeah, probably the reality versus... Yeah, expectation versus reality. Oh, we're going to to do new programs every month and handouts and this and content on this and blog posts all the time and da 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 da. And really just kind of like negotiating with landlords Mm. or trying to sort bills out and it's been a bit. It's been a bit grounding though. I feel. Yeah. Like when we first opened, you know, you kind of thought I'm going to do this with my day and this, 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 and then all of a sudden now we're at a point where we're like, okay, what's the most important thing we have to do today and this week? Cool. What other time do we have? I'll allocate it to this, 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 this. Yeah, and I wouldn't change anything because I came off of a period in my life going into this where I spent a lot of time and money investing in my career as a coach. And over that period of time, I feel like I learned a lot and positioned myself very well and earned a reputation as a, a respected coach. I feel like since the gym opened, my coaching knowledge hasn't grown very much mm-hmm. at all, um, which saddens me a little We've bit. We've just been I- talking about that, you and I, yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I like my coaching uh, vocabulary hasn't changed very much or my coaching knowledge and experience hasn't my experience has but my I haven't developed my or sharpened my tools as a coach which like I said is the thing I'm most interested about in the fitness industry but my business knowledge has gone from like zero to a hundred the things I know now which if we were doing this again that we wouldn't have to face and the experience I've got just because of the opportunities I've had to go through this and the people that I've had the opportunity to work with so my business knowledge has grown. My coaching knowledge hasn't necessarily. Um, so hopefully as things get more steady, I'm able to get back to doing that. But that's one of the things that I thought I would be able to pursue my uh, passion as coaching. But I've instead gone in the direction of learning business stuff, which again would be very useful and I wouldn't change that necessarily. What else have you learned? Um Without going to anything too specific, just I, okay, so owning a business, all the uh, administrative tasks that go with that. So procedures in Dubai are very difficult and things like trade license, getting visas, insurance, all these things, which seem like very simple tasks often take 10 times longer than you think and are more expensive than you think. Uh, Sales and marketing is something that I didn't know could be so complex and didn't realize how important it would be. I figured that, hey, we've got a really great idea and we've got a really solid product that we could just roll this out and people will come because mm. we're awesome. And yeah, we are awesome, but you it's, it's not. there's so many gyms in Dubai that you can't just be good. You have to 
actually put yourself out there. And there's so many different ways to do that now. And social media is so challenging because the algorithms always change. So you always have to be on top of your game. And it's always, I always thought that we'd internally would be good enough to do that ourselves because we would just create cool enough shit that people would come. Um, so that's one thing I learned that you can't just build something and expect people to come. You mm-hmm. have to be really good at putting yourself out there and consciously actually make an effort to put your name out there and and express your knowledge and show people that hey we're really cool come and check this out and you can't just be really cool that's probably the most important thing mm-hmm. what about you um i have learned that uh strengths and weaknesses so i think when we were first brainstorming um you have all these ideas oh we should do this 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 and actually when i came into when base three opened and it was a thing, I actually realized that the things that I wanted to do and that I thought I wanted to put out, uh, it was more like I liked the idea of being able to do that, but actually I'm not that person. So for example, a lot of, a lot of it was being on social media, putting content on Instagram and things like that. And I am not that person. I don't like putting myself out there. If you follow um, Emily on Instagram, you'll know she hasn't posted anything. Oh, uh, if years. you have requested me on Instagram and I have not accepted it, please do not take any offense. I literally use Instagram uh, to follow close friends and family, and then like physios and exercise and health stuff like that. It's not, yeah. Please don't take any offense to it. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I've have had to realize I've done a lot of personal uh, development and kind of realization over the past two years. Um, and yeah, I think I just have to understand what it is I am good at and what my strengths are and stick to that instead of doing what I think. I think one, maybe I'm sure a lot of us can, we hear all the time is you can tell who writes an email. So that came from Emily. You can tell by just the language and how it's written and stuff. And one thing that I think is very difficult for you, but is super vital to the business is we're really good at, we always get commended on like our content or our social media posts. And, and I think a lot of that refers to the creative stuff that we do, which most people probably can tell comes from me. It definitely doesn't come from me because there's not as much swearing in it because it definitely, yeah. I'd swear people a lot more. I'm like but, a controlled swearer. And Em's a controlled swearer. Um, so things like Blackboard Wisdom mm-hmm. and stuff like that is you, it's not a tangible job or where you can be like your job description is to do this, 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 this and be bound by creative creativity. Um, which is obvious. I think you've struggled with that before is being in a role where so much of that is heavily dependent on you, but there's no kind of real like tick at the end of the day. To oh say man, that, you've done that was that. like the biggest stress for the first two years. But then like that stuff's now. super important. You just I would always realize. say to Craig, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm adding anything. What am I doing all day? Which I probably still ask myself that question sometimes. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's been another learning curve, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like the nuts and bolts of the business, putting the schedule, having a schedule, doing the classes, but then how do you, or what else do you want to build around that to make yourself different or to build your personality or to attract certain types of people? You can't be everything to everyone. So yeah. we need to be, we need to be us. And then the people that are attracted to that will come in. Let's go through what, where we came up with the name. Okay. Because I think we've got a very cool name and a very cool logo once you understand yeah. what it's about. Um, base three. I think I came up with that. I'm going to take that. Remember, we had a couple of other ideas before. What was the one we stuck with? U plus. U plus. I'm glad As we didn't go with that. The letter U. Yeah. 
and the positive yeah, side. Cringy, you yeah. Uh, base three though, base having a couple of you say the base diff, you say the base meaning good. You go. So the base has a couple of meanings. So one thing that we're strongly believing is that the simplest training concepts are the most effective. So basic principles of training, we want to keep everything super uh, ori- not original, but basic. And so. not um, what's that word? Trendy? No. What's the other one? Gimmicky? No. You know when things come and go. Fads. Fads. So, like, we don't base a lot. We, we base our training off uh, concepts that have been around for decades and that are proven. So, Olympic weightlifting has been done for years. Powerlifting has been done for years. Aerobic work has been done for years. Core training has been done for years. We don't do a lot. Like, we don't do dance classes. We don't do... Not that there's anything wrong with it. Yay. But there's things that work and there's things that we believe in and they're all very basic and not super complex. So, base was one of the concepts of... Uh, the training would offer um the other one was that it would be the bases in the hq for where we were able to do everything we wanted to do so we'll get into what the three pillars are but um it, this the base would be the home base and the hq about where everything would happen and then when and again this is em's idea about bringing the triangle into it the triangle has a base and what the triangle represents and if we build a stronger base of our triangle it allows us to grow our pyramid taller building a stronger base or creating a stronger foundation to build upon. So that's where the base kind of concept came from. Um, there was another one. Oh, the other thing was the World Health Organization defines health as, um, oh, my gosh, you guys know I have a bad memory. <laughs> Basically, you have to be physically, mentally, and socially well to be healthy. There's three things that go into your definition of health. Um, and so that's like a balance of the three. So there's the number three, and then triangle means balance. Right. I butchered that. <laughs> but you get the gist. So from that, we you derived that it was our three main components of fitness that we believe in. Our three pillars were uh, fitness, lifestyle, and community. So that was physical, mental, and social health or well being. That made up the three points of our triangle. The triangle has a base. We build a stronger base. We get a bigger pyramid. And that I really like that it's an equilateral triangle, which I'm sure you all notice now, because um, all three points are equally as important. And we handle, we cater to the fitness element a lot because we're a gym. But what's equally as important is lifestyle. And we, we wanted to try and provide a lot of information and insight into what are good sleeping habits, what are good nutrition habits, what are good mental health what habits. What can you do outside of the gym? What can basically? you do outside the gym? Yeah. And then the community was a support network and just having fun with people that you're doing this with and building a, a, a <clears throat> positive support network of people that are interested in the same things you're interested mm. in and want to see you succeed. And also I think in Dubai it's important to have yeah. a community as well because you don't always have the same community network. With a massive network community okay. here, it's important that people find something that they belong yeah. to and, and we're expats and we found comfort in finding a group of people that believe in the same things we believe in and people that are like-minded and we want to encourage and, and spread that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, switching gears a little bit, Yeah. as a couple, mm-hmm. owning a business together, what are things you've struggled with or not struggled with? Um, it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I didn't even think it would be that bad, actually. I think I went into it with rose-tinted glasses because I was blissfully ignorant. New experience for both of us. Uh, but we have a pretty good relationship. Like, as in, Of course, we have a, an amazing relationship. But we have a good, even relationship. Mm. We 
talk well. We know we communicate quite well. And every um, Wednesday. And, and Craig is very calm. <laughs> he evens me out a little bit. I'm very Whereas patient. if we were both fighters or, you know, both feisty, then maybe not so good of an idea. But I think we're... we're always, I'm the yin to your yang. Yeah. Um, I think it's forced us to talk a lot yeah. more, like communicate and to air issues a bit better. Which you've gotten really good at. Yes. I have gotten much better at that. You've gotten much better at that, which I appreciate. Mm, um, me too. I, th- I was expecting it to be a lot harder than it actually was. Like a lot of people at the start were like, oh, man, you're doing that with your wife. Who did that? Who said that? <laughs> Just like random. No, no one of actual any importance or influence. And people always like kind of joke about it when you're like, oh, my... I run this place with my wife and they're like, oh, like, oh, that's so, why would you do that? Like, it's the most terrible thing, but I think it's amazing and I love doing it with you and being able to share the struggles. But obviously when we have successes, it's amazing to kind of sit, we can see from the outside looking in and sit back and go like, yeah, we did this, we did good. Like, I'm happy I get to share that with you and that's important. I mean, we do talk about base three a lot. We spend a lot of time here yeah, and then we often go home and talk about base three. So it's not uncommon for us to do like 16-hour days where we've had hours of coaching in the morning, hours of coaching in the evening, uh, nine to five days, slap bang in the middle of that, and we're all in all those hours done. We haven't left the gym and been in the gym, literally. haven't gone outside in the gym for 16 hours, me and you doing the same thing, and then we go home, have dinner together, and then what's to talk about? Probably going to talk about the gym. Which isn't, which probably sounds horrible to, I don't know, maybe it sounds horrible to some people, but I love it. I know. I don't, it stresses me out, and... I want to scream and cry at times, and sometimes I do um, at you. But it's like all part of the package, I uh, guess. And I think, and because it's ours, exactly. That it's doing. You, you're not like a, it's not your ball and chain. It's just a thing you're shouldering at the moment that you just have to get through all the good and the bad times. Exactly. And I think that the good sense. and the bad times, the the bad times are harder because if you've had a hard day, if you had a hard day and I've had a hard day and we go home and we've both had a hard day doing the same thing or dealing with the same problems, then it makes that twice as hard. But on the flip side of that is we've both had, if we had an awesome day, like we've done an event and there's loads of people come down and say, that was so cool, had a great time. Like the try, for example, everyone loves doing the try and that's just like a little thing that we get to do to give back to our community. And then we get to walk away in the afternoon and be like, that was awesome. Yeah, that. And that's twice as good because I get to share that with you yeah. as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me a question then. I am going to ask you a question. Okay, go. Because I can't think of anything to ask you. It's going to be a different question because now you know, I, in practice, you know what the answer was. So. Okay. Oh, no. Are we finishing? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Why? What else you got? Oh, well, I wanted to talk about the community. Let's do that. What we did really well. Okay, so those, we had expectations before the business opened. Well, now we're two years down the line, two and a bit years down the line. What, looking back at it now, are you happy with or what has gone well? Um, well, the main thing is the community. We've done basic things. Like our classes are awesome. I love our programming. The facility is amazing. Um, but I think the most favorite thing, my most favorite thing, is the group of people that we have that have come to the gym, our community. We are so friendly and supportive. Well, they are so friendly and supportive and it's just it's such a pleasure to step back and look at and to say these are the people that we get to be at work with all day. 
because even though it is stressful and and you know you you everybody has good and bad days and sometimes you go to work and you just you don't want to be there and you're feeling a bit down and a bit low in energy um you know we we have that too we're humans but I sometimes catch myself if I kind of think oh it's six in the morning and here I am and then I look around and I'm like my gosh these people have gotten out of bed they don't have to be there They've chosen to get out of bed and come to your class and exercise, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, how is that? How, how could you be unenthusiastic about that? How can that not make you happy? And then that just turns you around. I think if we had douchebags at our gym, it wouldn't be quite as Yeah, we don't have any. Like, no. I've worked at gyms before. You definitely expect to, but. I've worked at gyms don't. before where there's been members in classes and they turn up and I'm like, oh, this person's here again. I don't want to do this class anymore. Where there is literally not a single person in the gym that turns up, and I'm like, I wish I was doing something else right now. I genuinely believe that all of our members mm-hmm. are, are awesome, and that yeah. we've got some sort of force field on the door that when you walk in, if you're a douchebag, you yeah. just get rejected in it, or you just you don't like us, or you walk or you walk away. I think we've kind of had some people that have come in and tried and. Had left and we won't name names. No, I actually can't think of anyone right now, but I'm sure they have been. Um, and the other thing was that they're really hardworking. Yeah, I love that. And I think that is fostered <laughs> by the group itself. Like people can't come here and not want to work hard. We yeah. get people that come up and initially they're kind of a bit timid with the intensity and the kind of like classic example is Barty who turned up and. Couldn't run 200 meters, couldn't carry a sandbag. Now she carries 70 pound sandbag and was doing box jumps today. And we're all play jumps yeah. in the workout today. And that has come from other people in the group. Like we're not forceful with people of like, no, you've got to try hard. You've got to push hard. You've got to work harder. Mm-hmm. Just people in the in the vicinity like to push themselves mm-hmm. and, and work hard. So it's it's contagious and other people see that and they want, oh, I want to do that. And they're very encouraging and yeah. very supportive of it as well. I think, that's I think the other day we were asked a, asked a question, what was our ideal base three member? Was that the question? Yeah. And if we were to dream up the ideal member, it would be the people that we have. It's yeah. funny. All the words that we had down were things that we really value for ourselves and would would pick if we had a choice. And it's pretty much the people we have. Definitely. High five, dude. That was the sound of a high five. Yeah, I also like and I what makes it a lot easier for us is with having such awesome people in classes is when there's a new person in class, everyone's super welcoming. Like that I heard in the class this morning, there's a new girl in class and after the class, another one of the guys would be like, oh, was that your first one? Like, oh, how was it? Don't worry, that was a hard one. They're not always that hard. Da, da, da. I think <laughs> she was lying. But um, I think that's really cool as well, is obviously if people didn't enjoy what we do and believe in what we do, they wouldn't encourage other people to get involved and, and try and spread the good word if they didn't believe what they were doing was awesome themselves. So I think that's a testament to yeah, and I guess I like that if we were to say, if we were to market, it's not like if I would say, oh, you should come to base three, it's not because I'm thinking I need more money, I want you to join because we want more members. I'm actually saying it genuinely, you should come to work out with these amazing people at the gym because if you do, you will become committed to your fitness, you will then start to feel better you'll be more bought into your health and that is just going to change your whole life so it makes it easier because I mean our community is amazing what we do is 
we feel very important, but it's also very enjoyable. So it makes it a really easy sale. For sure. Does that make sense? It definitely <laughs> Did makes I just sense. go off on a tangent then? A, l- a little bit, but that's all right. I do that often. Sorry. Okay. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Emily, any final closing, closing, final closing words? Um, no. No. Like what? Like any, how about thank you, basic members, oh. for being freaking awesome. You put me on the spot. Yes. I like doing that. Thank you, base three members. Honestly, you make our whole day, which is very long and sometimes stressful, and we just need that. And I want to thank you, Emily, for being awesome and for being my psychic and for doing He said sidekick, awesome not psychic. I'm not very psychic. Or side chick. <laughs> You're awesome. Thanks, Craig. Another high five. See ya.